0: I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we're going to explore exactly how to choose your own crystal step-by-step with a guest post from Cindy of Carnelia Stones and Crystals. But before we get started, I'd like to answer a few of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own Ask Me Anything questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com ask for the chance to have your question answered right here. Today's question was submitted anonymously, but this person asks, I've heard the energy of rough stones is stronger than that of tumbled or polished stones. Do you find that to be true and why? This is a great question and actually one that comes up quite a bit. So in my personal opinion, I don't think that rough stones are necessarily better and I don't think that tumbled stones are necessarily better. I think that we are all unique beings energetically and we all interact with the energy of different crystals differently. So my experience is that rough stones do have more of a forceful energy. Now, I guess you could label this stronger, but this doesn't necessarily mean better or more powerful. It's just a little bit more forceful. I find that rough stones work really well when people need kind of an energetic breakthrough or a little bit of a nudge from the energy of their crystals. But on the other hand, they might be a little bit overwhelming for people who are extremely sensitive to energies. And in that case, the energy of something like a tumbled or polished stone, which is a little bit more gentle and kind of radiates really evenly in all directions, I feel like would be a better fit for that person who's really highly sensitive. But for someone else who maybe really needs that big nudge, that big push, a tumbled stone might not quite get the job done. They might need something a little bit more forceful, like the energy of a rough stone. So what does this mean for you if you're a crystal worker? Well, personally, I like to have a few tumbled stones and a few rough stones of each kind available in my toolkit. And in fact, I found when I was doing crystal healing sessions professionally, before I made the shift into teaching full time that this was often necessary. Some clients required working with something a little bit more gentle, like a tumbled stone, and others really needed that big nudge, needed that more forceful energy from a rough stone. And personally, I feel like this isn't just about the type of person you are and how you perceive energy, because this can really shift from day to day. I find some days I'm maybe feeling a little bit more guarded, a little bit more vulnerable and I'm really drawn to working with my tumbler polish stones. Other days, I kind of need a kick in the pants, (laughs) and working with a rough crystal suits me a little bit better. So this is a great question, whoever you are that submitted this. I really appreciate you taking the time to ask, and I hope that this answer was helpful. Now, if you have your own questions you'd like me to answer about crystals, spirituality, or heart-centered business, or anything else that you're just curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com ask. And now it's time to dive into our main topic for the day, all about how to choose your own crystal. And our post on the blog today is a guest post by Cindy from Carnelia Stones and Crystals. And Cindy is someone I've been connected with for a long time. She has such a good head on her shoulders and really knows her stuff. I love this guest post and what she shared because I find that it rings 100% true for me and how I view choosing crystals as well. So Cindy starts by explaining a little bit about the different ways that healers and crystal workers often encourage people to choose their crystals. She says it can be as simple as choosing one randomly from a bowl of mixed stones, using a pendulum or some other form of dowsing tool, but she says the most important part of choosing a crystal, and I couldn't agree more, is that you feel drawn to it. You feel a connection to it. And Cindy says, there's a sense of empowerment that comes from choosing your own crystal. I definitely find this to be true. And Cindy, like me, actually has her own shop. Her shop is Carnelia Stones and Crystals. And she says, when I have a customer come into the shop, I'm more than happy to narrow down the selection for them as it can be a bit overwhelming to choose from so many types of stones. However, I always let the client make the final choice. And I have to say, this is exactly how I work at my shop, Mimosa. When customers come in and they ask for a crystal for prosperity or protection or love or dream work, creativity, whatever it is they're looking for, I'll usually show them about five or six different options because ultimately I want them to find the right crystal for them. There's never a one-size-fits-all answer when it comes to crystal healing because we're all such unique beings energetically. We all have different vibes happening. And what works well for one person might not necessarily work for another person. And I love this quote by Cindy. She says, By choosing your own crystal, you're giving your spirit a voice and trusting your intuition. And this is so true. It's so much more empowering. And Cindy says, the more you do this, the easier it becomes for you to continue trusting yourself with life choices and other situations that come up. Any opportunity you have to strengthen your intuition is an opportunity to really start integrating it into your daily practice. So now, Rather than just relying on your intuition for things like helping you choose crystals or pull cards, you start to work with your intuition for everyday choices and decisions. And when you learn to trust your gut and tap into that, it is so powerful and creates really big shifts in your life. Now, Cindy makes another great point here. She says something else to keep in mind when choosing a crystal by researching books or websites is that the descriptions are often the author's perspective. I can speak to this firsthand. In all of my books that I've written about crystals, I'm always writing based on a few different things. The information that I've gathered from working with my crystals personally in my own healing and spiritual journey Information that arises through meditation or dream work, information I've gathered through working with crystals with my clients and my students, and then also researching the historical uses of those crystals. Now, Cindy says the issue with relying on the information from books or websites alone is that it gives you an expectation from the crystal rather than remaining open to what it could bring you. Because here's the thing. Crystals are going to work differently with each person. It's so subjective. And so when you do have that preconceived notion of what a crystal should do, it can sometimes be disappointing if it doesn't quite work that way. And worse yet, you could actually close yourself off or shut yourself out from something else amazing that that crystal might be able to do for you because you're not looking for it. Now, Cindy brings up another great point here. What about if you're choosing a crystal for someone else? Well, she and I both agree that there's really nothing wrong with that. And in fact, if your intentions are pure and you're giving this great gift of love and light to someone else, you're doing something amazing. You're showing appreciation for that person. You're showing gratitude for that person. But just like when choosing a crystal for yourself, the most important thing is to listen to your intuition. Hold that person in your mind while you're choosing the crystal, think about them and what they might most need right now, and just let yourself be guided to choose the right one. Now, Cindy mentioned releasing expectations about choosing and working with your crystals. And she brings up some really good points here. She says, when you're looking for that perfect crystal, it's important to release expectations going into the selection process, and know that you're going to find just the right one for you. Of course, it's really important to feel that connection with a piece that you get and not just settle for something, but she warns, sometimes we get too specific on what we want, and we miss out on opportunities to work with another piece that would offer just as much, if not more, positive energy and healing. So don't get too locked into what you think you should do, or should be working with, and instead allow yourself to be really open-minded when you go into the process of selection. Hold your intention in your mind when you go to choose your crystal and see what comes through. Cindy says, you know, often people go shopping for specific crystal based on what they've read in a book or what a friend has told them, and they've built up all these expectations that the crystal is going to help them in the same way it did their friend or exactly what was written in the book. And she quotes a really great book called Steps on the Stone Path by Robert Sardello. We have a link to that in the blog post that accompanies this week's podcast. And the quote is, Continuing to use the stones as mere objects for our use is like using the Holy Grail for a beer mug. A great reminder, Cindy says, that stones are not just objects to be used however we see fit because crystals can offer us energy and we need to remain open to whatever they bring us rather than holding an expectation for them to perform like trained circus animals. And what one person might experience with a particular crystal is going to be vastly different for another person. We're all at different stages of our lives and come from different backgrounds, and we're all in different places emotionally and mentally, and this can play a big factor in how we respond to a crystal's energy. Now, similarly, some people are really sensitive to energy and can feel a crystal's vibrations and temperatures and sensations simply by touching them. Other people need to spend a lot more quiet time with their crystals through meditation to really connect with and feel their energy. And she says, crystals are energy and energy is information. We use our brains to process this information. So when we introduce something new within our energy field, our brain is going to try and find something similar to associate that experience with. So we're trying to put this into context and understand what we're feeling our brain is kind of figuring it out. And all our brain has to go on are the life experiences that we've had up until this point. And that's a big reason why we all perceive and interpret crystal energy differently. So Cindy kind of summarizes by saying, so when you're choosing a crystal, the very best thing you can do is choose from your intuition choose a crystal because it feels good to you because you're drawn to it and because you feel a genuine connection to it rather than analyzing from more of a logical perspective what you need and why you need it and how it will benefit you just choose from your heart and she says surrender to the experiences the learning and the growth that it can bring you Now, she also warns this might include some triggers or some uncomfortable moments because in order to grow, we often have to move outside of our comfort zone, but crystals can really help stimulate this growth and make us face some of the things that are preventing us from growing. So I just want to thank Cindy from Cornelia Stones and Crystals for sharing this post and I could not agree more with the sentiments that she's expressed in this article. I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show and that you have a little bit more wisdom and guidance under your belt when it comes to selecting your own crystals. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode or to check out Cindy's website, you can learn more over on the blog at loveandlightschool.com/blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review. Over at loveandlightschool.com/slash iTunes. And I just wanted to share a quick recent review from Fakita123. Fakita says, I love crystals and I'm so blessed to be able to incorporate them into my holistic wellness business. As a practitioner, I love having this detailed info and research to back up my everyday practice. Thank you, Ashley, for always being so thorough and enthusiastic about crystals. Vikita, you are so welcome. The day I am not enthusiastic about crystals will be a sad day indeed, and I don't think that that day will ever come. So thank you so much for taking time to leave that review. And if you want to leave your own review, I'll give you my Crystal Chakra Healing step-by-step class as a free gift. So head over to loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. Post your review and take a quick screenshot of it. Then you can email it to me at support at loveandlighthealingschool.com, and I'll get your class all set up and reply back with some details about how you can get started with that crystal chakra healing class. And while you're at that link, don't forget to subscribe as well so you never miss a future episode. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.